Hello, I'm Dr Jodie Richardson and you're listening to Well Hello Anxiety, a podcast where we end the struggle with anxiety and build our toolkit of practical skills to thrive. Hello, hello, it's you and me again today. I'm sharing today about skin picking disorder or excoriation. There are a few different names for it, but uh, these are the two that are the most common. I'm sharing something a little bit personal about myself, which is that this is something that I've struggled with since I was a child. I fall onto the more uh, or the less severe, the more mild uh, end of the spectrum when it comes to this uh, type of behaviour. And I wanted to talk to you about it today because it's actually quite common and for some people it really gets in the way of social occasions where there's embarrassment around skin that might have been picked on the face or the fingers or the toes and there are also obviously consequences around infection and around the time that it can take to try to camouflage any wounds that result from deliberate picking of the skin. And so I really wanted to talk to you more today about this as a, well, it's a pathological condition uh, and it's it's something that I live with. But again, mine is more at the mild end of the spectrum. But for some of you, it might be something that you've not learned about before uh, because feelings of anxiety can promote the urge to pick at the skin. Um, So I wanted to share a little bit with you about that. So since I oh goodness, I suppose as long as I can remember, I've had anxiety. I can look back now and see that I've had anxiety since I was four. But I do remember through primary school how embarrassed I was about my hands because I would pick at the cuticles around my fingernails. I would bite my fingernails so low and pick at the skin in ways. And just a little bit of a heads up, this is going to be unpleasant to listen to. uh, But I think it's important that the more of us talk openly about our experiences. So it reduces stigma and it brings more light onto subjects that can be hard to talk about. So when I used to bite my nails and I used to pick at the skin around my fingernails, the nail beds would get really badly infected, really badly infected. And not only was it terribly embarrassing, it was so painful. It was terribly painful and it was just something I didn't have any control over. I just had this overwhelming urge to keep pulling and picking at the skin. And I was really motivated by any skin that felt like it was needing to be removed to help make the area feel more smooth. So people can pick at their skin for a range of reasons. This is the reason that I did it. And it was something that I did for years and years and years. And it was, I don't ever remember it being discussed with my GP, with our family doctor. I knew that I was embarrassed about the way my hands looked and I eventually learned to overcome the urge to bite my nails. I think vanity got in the way there as I became a teenager and just realised how ugly my hands had been looking for so long. So I did grow my nails but skin picking is something that has stayed with me on and off over my lifetime. Uh, Around 1 in 20 people will uh, pick at their skin and I thought today, as I said, I'm going to share just a little bit with you about it. So what we know is that it's something that has been included in the medical literature since the 19th century, but it is only in the last sort of five years that it's 
really been more understood and it's been included in the DSM, which is really the Diagnostic Bible when it comes to mental health uh, or mental disorders, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the fifth edition. Uh, It's been included and it's called, as I said, Excoriation, E-X-C-O-R-I-A-T-I-O-N, Excoriation Disorder or ED. Uh, It has some other names, Neurotic Excoriation or Psychogenic Excoriation or Dermatillomania. And the definition is the recurrent picking of skin leading to skin lesions and significant distress or functional impairment. So it's distressing because it's painful and it's unsightly and it just is just not a very nice thing to be doing to yourself. But also the impairment that if you have pulled so much skin away from your hands or your feet or your face that you are unable to function, whether or not that means be seen or you you want to be seen in social situations or whether or not you can play sport, catch a ball, run, do the things that you uh, would need your hands and feet in optimal working condition to be able to do, um, you know, this is when it can become quite an impairment for people. And I have experienced a level of impairment where I've been in pain exercising, but it is not something that I am taking to that level of late and it's something I've got more of an understanding of and things in place, strategies in place to help manage it. And I'm going to share those with you today as well. So it's actually listed as one of the obsessive compulsive uh, or related disorders. And I've shared with you before that I've had obsessive compulsive traits uh, in the way of obsessive thinking. And of course, this, as well as uh, some other aspects of OCD that will come to light as we get to know each other better and talk more over time. Nothing that I'm holding back, just it's now's not the time to talk about it. So what we know about ED or excoriation disorder is that it can occur at any age, but it generally has its onset in adolescence, uh, typically coinciding with the onset of puberty. So for parents out there, something to keep an eye on that if your children or for students who might be in class with uh, teachers who are listening, something to keep an eye out for and uh, something to be aware of that can be a really chronic challenge for some young people and some adults, of course, as well. The majority of people who seek help and seek treatment for ED are female, so I'm ticking that box as well. And it can be triggered by a range of different uh, situations depending on the person, but stress, anger, anxiety, Sitting down, being sedentary, watching TV or reading or being bored or feeling tired, they're the circumstances under which this type of behaviour can be triggered. And the places where the skin picking takes place mostly is typically on the face, followed by the hands and fingers, arms and legs. Healthy skin and minor skin irregularities uh, are also picked. And for me, if I, I need to have a, an emery board or a nail file, I usually have one in the car, I usually have one at my desk, I usually have one in my handbag because I know that triggers for me are when my fingernails, I'll pick at my nails if they don't feel smooth and if I have any skin around my nail beds on my toes or my hands that doesn't feel smooth and regular, then I will, uh, without necessarily realising it, start pulling at it 
And I know that the driving factor for me is uh, the urge to make sure that that skin feels smooth and there are no more uh, tiny little parts of the skin that are sitting up or sitting high or feeling a bit dry or out of place. So some people will do it for that reason. Uh, that's one of the, you know, one of the, the triggers that, that I have. And for me, it's my fingernails and my toes and I have taken it so far. And just again, a little warning that this is unpleasant to hear, but in the interest of being open, I have completely removed the skin from one of my toes to the point where the skin underneath was so raw. I've also completely picked off toenails in the past. Uh, for a long time, I was pulling at the skin uh, around my toes because it was more easily hidden. Uh, I do remember being at a presentation once in open toe shoes and acknowledging that I had picked off one of my toenails. Uh, this was a topic of discussion at this particular presentation and that I had literally just painted nail polish on over what was left in an attempt to make it look more uniform with the rest of my toes. I'm pleased to say that I haven't taken things to that extreme in a long time because, again, I've got more of an awareness around what I do. I understand the, the situations in which I will do it and I have plans in place to help support me to avoid doing this to myself because I inevitably end up really sad and sorry for myself because of the pain, because of the way things look and just because of the realisation that if I have done that again, that I feel almost annoyed at myself for not having been able to prevent it in the first place. And there can be shame and embarrassment and anxiety about this, which is why I wanted to really talk about it today. So what I also wanted to let you know is that uh, some who, like me, have excoriation disorder may not actually seek treatment. Um, in fact, less than 20% of people who struggle with this will seek treatment. So I'm hoping that if this is part of your life or part of the life of someone you know, that you feel prompted to just go and ask the question of your health practitioner or mental health professional so that you can get some support or support for somebody that you really love and care about. So what can you do? What can you do about it? Well, it's not a matter of will. It's not a matter of saying, I'm not going to do it anymore. These urges are really strong and it's a condition. And in the same way that you wouldn't say to someone, well, just stop having high blood sugar, just over with that diabetes, thank you very much, of course. Uh, we wouldn't say to someone, well, just stop doing it because, of course, that would solve the problem. But it's not that straightforward. So it's not a matter of will, but there are a range of different things that we can do to support ourselves and to support the people that we love and care about. So first of all, know your triggers. So you might be tempted to pick at skin, no matter where it is that that habit has developed for you or that condition has developed for you, uh, under a range of different circumstances and when feeling a range of different feelings. So sometimes it can be a time and a place. Like for me, it's often at night when I'm sitting down, I get an hour of Netflix a night that I love at the end of the day. And I can often find that that's a time when uh, I might have started sort of pulling at the skin around my fingers below the level of consciousness. So watching TV, not realising that I'm doing it and that I know is a trigger. So I now make sure I wear Ugg boots or socks so that I'm 
not inclined to reach for my toes and I'm more careful around the skin on my fingers and my hands because I'm vain and I don't like the embarrassment. I lived for too many years with the embarrassment and the humiliation of having infected nail beds. So I'm less likely to pull at the skin around my hands. So I know that that is a trigger for me. For some, it's having an itch or having a blemish or just simply looking at the skin. And sometimes it's a pleasurable experience to be pulling at the skin. And even though that can be hard to understand, and some people will continue to pull at the skin until there is blood and there is pain and there is some type of deformity that has occurred as a result of that behaviour. So really the first step is understanding your triggers and understanding that this is something that you will be able to change, but you might need extra support to do so. And so consulting with somebody who can support you might be something to, to think about doing as well. So the second strategy is around putting things in place to help make it harder to undertake the skin picking. So I wear Ugg boots or socks on my feet and I also have alerted Pete so that he sees that I'm doing it. Uh, he will you know, help me become more conscious of that action and help me sort of put a stop to that because he brings it to my awareness. So for some people, it can be about wearing different clothing. It might be that if you are more inclined to pick at something on your arms, maybe wearing long sleeves or distracting yourself by using some of the fidget toys that are so uh, readily available these days and having something to do with your hands so that you're occupied and less inclined to be reaching for the skin as an unconscious type of behaviour. Another thing that you can do is to cut your fingernails so that you are less able to pick and pull in the ways that you might be able to if you had longer nails. And uh, another thing that you can do is that just make sure that you have tools in place if necessary. So I have cuticle clippers that I have really sharp little cuticle clippers so that if there is a little skin tag or something that needs addressing, I can go and address that in a healthy way, clip it off sort of nice and low in a safe way so that it's no longer sort of going to trigger that uh, likelihood of pulling and picking at it. Another thing that I can highly recommend you do is seek help. Please seek help. There is a lot of support for this and bringing your attention to the present moment, being open to accepting negative and difficult emotions like anxiety, like boredom, like stress, uh, like sadness, having that willingness to be more open. So being present and aware of where you're at, developing that acceptance and being open to your experiences without the need to do anything to move those experiences on more quickly. And also having a view to take action and do the things that are really meaningful to you in line with your values. So it might mean that if you're a musician, that if you know that there is a time when you might be turning towards pulling or picking at the skin, you might pick up your instrument. You might pick up a colouring book and some pencils and do some colouring. You might have some Play-Doh in your hands that you play with and just move around. That There are strategies that we can take. Play-Doh might not be in line with your values. That might not be something that you choose to do. But if you can do something that's really meaningful and in line with what matters to you, then that could be something that would help you 
as well. There are beautiful mental health professionals who can support you and help give you more strategies to better manage how you're feeling, how you're coping, and to be able to really minimise these behaviours. And the last step is to possibly consider medication. And I did an episode with uh, Dr. Warren Kane, a psychiatrist, if you'd like to learn more about medication. When skin picking is severe and it's really getting in the way of daily functioning, getting in the way of work and sport and life and family uh, and doing the things that you really want to do in your life, then sometimes medication has a role to play. So I hope that this short episode has been helpful for you. I do appreciate the beautiful comments and support that I receive from this beautiful community as a way of really encouraging me to keep sharing my own experiences and keep sharing the science to really support you. So I thank you again so much for these beautiful connections that you keep making with me. And uh, yes, thank you for joining me on another episode of the podcast. And I will be back with you again next week for another really helpful and supportive episode. So you take care, won't you? Take care and let me know if this is helpful. I'd love to hear. All right. See you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave a review. To keep the conversation going, I'd love you to join me over on Instagram. You'll find me at Dr. Jodie Richardson. Also, if you'd like a copy of my free five-day mini email course, Calm Your Anxious Brain, then jump over to my website, drjodierichardson.com, and you can sign up down the bottom. I've really enjoyed having your company. Thanks so much. See you next time.